Welcome to the very first episode of the Practical Spirituality Podcast. We are so excited to have you on this journey with us, where we explore all elements of mind, body, emotions, and soul through the lens of everyday life. On this first episode, we're discussing how myself and Gareth first met, and then we're going to begin to dive into what is spirituality. I think I find it really interesting that, say, now that we're officially doing this podcast, because now that we actually are looking at it and recording, this is a very quick development in the number of weeks <laughs> that it from, has been. You brought it up in December of 2021. You'd mentioned it to me on a call, but I'm sure you've seen my hesitation in actually <laughs> doing a podcast. It was not something that I had a a curiosity or a need or want to be on. I was surprised, I guess, with my resistance to do a podcast at the time, which made me want to do it more in hindsight the more I actually sat with it because, you know, whether there's resistance means there's growth and actually exploration or there's fear also there, which is always a fascinating thing at this point for you and I when it comes to things that come up in your awareness or if someone brings a certain subject or topic up or opportunity up at times it's amazing how it can challenge us in the last six years i guess of working with different people i'm doing events i'm doing group sessions on different things very little of it has ever been officially recorded it's been recorded in very particular ways through people writing it down or typing it up but never actually video recorded or audio recorded and that was actually a very conscious decision over the last six years not to do that. Um, was, it, was there a particular reason why you didn't want to do that? Over the last number of decades of exploring spirituality um, through myself and through my own family, I've seen firsthand how when there's audio recordings or recordings in general, how people can get quite obsessive about the material and they keep listening to it over and over again at times. Whereas at that time, when the information was coming out and answering questions, it made sense that what was meant to stick would stick during the conversation naturally, instead of people keep going back over and listening to it over and over again in different ways, if that makes sense. And yes. what I didn't want through this development of teachings to people to become obsessive over material. Well, I think one of the key things that you and I both talk about, Gareth, is, you know, our growth flows naturally whether we like it or not. And mm. whether we get obsessive and listen to material over and over and over again and wish it away or try and figure mm. out how to make it true for us or try and figure out what I'm doing wrong doesn't change mm. that, does it? No, it doesn't. And I think looking back, even the understandings that were coming through at that time in my life, they were very different and would challenge a lot of people in ways that I know would cause emotional reactions, positive and negatively, in the person. Um, you know, it takes time to process because with change does come reaction. And we're not very good, obviously, at processing change. When it comes to spirituality, it's not just information. Spirituality is often very personal to a person because it's 
wrapped up in people's beliefs, who they are, the people they know, their backgrounds. So suddenly when you're saying something that's not traditional, well, it's not being taught in six different ways and it's completely different. It's challenging. There's a level of responsibility to how you deliver that information. And when you're in a room full of people who are there to be there with you for those number of hours, you can actually read the people in the sense of and be with them to help guide them through those couple of hours and answer every question. But when it's recording and you say you publish it, regardless of where you publish it, there's a lot of people listening to it who don't have the opportunity to question, to get maybe get the understanding from that information that they're taking in in that moment in time. And there's a part of me that I guess was quite resistant to not being able to be there for that person to help walk them through it. But of course, in hindsight, you can't, you can't do that if you want to start sharing the messages out into the world. So it was less about fear and wanting more probably to do the understandings justice to a degree. If that See, makes where sense. for me, when, when it first came up and uh, the, I first mentioned it, it was about knowing that we needed to be able to talk to more people and share what we've, what we've learned, what, you know, what we've grown from in a way that, you know, isn't as limited as it has been in the past. Yeah. And I think even in those three and a half years since you and I first met in Australia, Mm -hmm. it's that obviously with even the understandings at that time and through exploration and even questioning more myself, I've definitely become more more fearless in actually delivering the information because it's the triggerment, both positively and negatively, is actually what we're looking for. Uh, I was going to say that's because we've come three and a half years and you've had to put three up and a half me. years. <laughs> it really did challenge us, you know, and I think during that time, and just I guess to give a bit of context for people, is that we we met back in in June of 2018. 2018, yeah. And at that stage, we were introduced to each other through mutual friends. Correct. Yeah. And I came as a channel of Michael to Australia, which was an interesting development because I started channeling Michael at the end of 2016. So there was a little bit of time before you and I had met on that particular journey. But even before Michael came into my life in that particular way, Myself and my family had been doing the journey of exploration of spirituality for a few decades at that point in the sense of exploring books, material, courses, <laughs> the list goes on. But okay. in the sense of spirituality in an energy sense, my family have been doing it on my father's side for probably four generations, all in each in their own individual way, in a cultural way in Ireland. So actually looking back, you know, there's quite a history there in a lot of different ways. So Yeah, it's pretty interesting history. So for generations, you guys have been exploring it. So was it a shock to you when you started exploring it in your own personal way with Michael? What, what impact did that have on you? It was very different because I know in the spirituality world or spiritual world, of course, there's a lot of different channels out there, and that's not a secret when it comes to it. Each channel has their own individual messaging um, that they come with and different ways of explaining things. And of course, I'm sure if I say channel, there's particular people that come to mind, I'm sure, for people who have been in and exploring spirituality for many years now. 
I actually, myself and my family knew a lot of channels personally, probably five or six from the top of my head who all channeled different energies, which is now in hindsight, very unique within itself. But when you're seven years old, this is normal because you don't know any different. It's only through exploration on the journey I eventually went on with Michael after 2016 that I actually began to see how rare that was. But that's when Michael did come through to me in this particular way, which traditionally people probably would call a spiritual awakening in modern day. Mm -hmm. I wasn't fearful of actually beginning to channel Michael because I'd already been so used to being around channels that I knew what was going on at the time. But it was still very fear-based, shall we say, because that's not what I had planned for me, so to speak, on a human level of becoming a channel at such a young age. Because in my head, I thought to be a channel, you had to be at least 55 and over divorced with four kids. (laughs) (laughs) And basically retired and have a bit of life experience behind you, not a... 18 year old that just came out of high school who is trying to figure out his life so i want to say is there hope for me yet (laughs) no i'm just teasing even that process of beginning the channel michael's energy was something that completely took me by surprise and i equally felt as fearful of what this actually meant for me moving forward because it felt like i was being laid down a life path that i didn't sign up for but at the same time so it was i was filled with fear but I was also filled of feeling safe at the same time of actually knowing of what was unfolding was exactly for me as well. So it's that instance of the mind, so to speak, having its plan. And then there's also a spiritual plan for us as well. And I think often in life, we experience that so many different times over so many years of life is guiding us one way, but our mind <laughs> had a different plan of wanting to go a completely different way. And I, I have thought this many times when someone has that ability to channel an energy like Michael, a lot of people think, oh, you have it made. You've got it made mm-hmm. because you've got all the answers. Yeah. And that's not necessarily the case, is it? No, because they don't give the answers in the way that you would like them to at times because outside of your control. And more often than not, if when you are channeling any energy for that matter, you're just more asked to trust the process that you've already, so to speak, signed up for, which we'll get into more detail about what I meant by that. Mm -hmm. But you actually end up knowing less about where you're going than you did before in some ways. But yet, as I said, that feeling of trust is so strong at the same time that you can't help but go with it. And it sounds quite reassuring because I wouldn't say that my journey into spirituality was as certain as yours. I think it was still certain, but it not as certain as yours. And I yeah. can say, if I were to say my journey, which has been so completely different in so many ways, yeah. but there was always a level of knowing. Even in not knowing that we're talking about I always knew that potentially being a channel someday would be a part of my path. I just didn't know when. I had a completely different plan of how life was going to unfold. But yet, what happened at that particular time obviously led on to so many different opportunities and exploration and to to actually be able to meet so many like-minded people that I wouldn't have otherwise. So fast forward, I guess, a few years later when you and I met. Mm -hmm. So out of curiosity... 
what was the pull in you at that time to actually come to see myself and Michael in Brisbane? We had a mutual friend, and mm-hmm. she had had some interactions with your father. And mm-hmm. I remember as she was talking about it, I had a very strong pull not to meet your father or anybody else in your family, but she had spoken about meeting you and how you were channeling Michael. And I didn't necessarily understand why Michael, but I just was like, if you ever get him to come to Australia, I definitely want to meet him. I was also working with a a client and it was a very difficult client at the time. And I had been, before I started working with the client, been asked to call in for protection. Yeah. And I remember the person telling me that and I remember thinking they were overreacting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they told me the person I was going to be working with was in the middle of a, a major spiritual war. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's a bit, let's not get mm-hmm. too excited, but okay. And when I make a promise to somebody, I do. And so every time I worked with this particular person, I would call in for protection but it was Michael I called for. And I didn't understand necessarily why, but I did. So at the time you showed up in Australia, I had worked with this person for a couple years, and I could see she was losing hope. Mm. And when I met you, my sole intention was for her to be able to have hope. And I didn't know whether... Like it was just blind faith, basically. I didn't know whether you'd have anything to offer her that would be hopeful, but I yep. just had a, a real knowing that she needed to meet you yeah. and Michael. At that time, when I was in Australia, of course, I was doing quite a number of one-to-ones or private sessions at that time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you and I had first met. And then also during that time, I was planning to do two group events. And do you actually remember why after, say, the private session that you decided to come to the group session? Because I felt like I had a lot of questions. And I thought, okay, you know, most of the time when I've heard someone channel, I don't get to question anything about what's being said. And I thought, this is going to be an opportunity for me to ask a few questions that I'd really like some answers to. And this is where... I think actually in developing this podcast, a lot of things do come full circle, you know, because we really did in the last three and a half years get into a lot. We have. And and sometimes kicking and screaming on my behalf. And yeah. other times you'll say something and I'll go, well, of course. But then yeah. you would have me look at something and I'd go, no, <laughs> go in there. Yeah. And then kicking and screaming, I'd end up showing up there. I guess through us even having these conversations about the podcast, even over the last week, we've been trying to decide or figure out in a way of where would be the best place to start. That's what actually, I guess, triggered both of us to go back and look at maybe the notes from three and a half years ago. And it's only then that, I guess, even your questions resurfaced of where where Kim was at and her understanding and the questions that she came on that particular day to ask, which is quite amazing, I guess, to look back on in some ways, because I said it's like us coming full circle, because now we're choosing to share a lot of these understandings with other people to hopefully simplify and expand their own understandings 
maybe allow them to question a little bit deeper on certain topics? Well, I think that is one of the only ways that we actually comprehend it and grow is to be able to question it, you know, and to be challenged by some of our thoughts. Because I remember sitting and asking questions and then feeling quite challenged by some of the answers because it was different. Yeah, Mm. very different from everything I had learned previously. And I I didn't, I didn't necessarily have a problem with it because I had started to question some of the things that I had learned, but it was like, I don't know if I like that answer. (laughs) And I think the other thing, like before I met you, Gareth, when I talk about other people that I'd heard channeling that weren't actually announcing they were channeling and that radio antenna going up. For me, it was like I would hear it and I go, oh, I know this is important for me, even Mm. though it makes no sense to me. I know it's important for me. And I think that was an important part of it because I, I, that part I never understood. I just knew that Mm. was, like you said, with your journey, I had to trust it. Yeah. So I think in starting this podcast, we wanted to start very simply. And I know even in the last, since we started um, even this conversation, but I think it's that we want to start in the most basic of areas that even started in that room on the 3rd of June uh, 2018 was basically asking the basics of what is spirituality? That is, well, it's a really interesting question because it's always going to be something that I find is very difficult to define. And it is always uniquely shaped by our own personal family and cultural experiences, depending uh, on what we grew up around and even have continue, continuous exposure um, to. And the definition is often so personal. And this is why often, regardless of what way you begin to speak about spirituality to any person, it normally has comes with extreme views both negatively or positively, and extreme emotional triggers, both negatively and positively. I would agree with that. And of course, I can only come from my own personal view. And I didn't understand it as a child, but I think I was aware because I was brought up in a very religious home. And Mm. so to me, religion and spirituality went hand in hand. Yep. But I... Everything that I was being taught and what I witnessed didn't actually follow the reality of what was happening. And so that caused me to question at a very young age. And I think for me, and I guess this is one of the reasons why I like saying practical spirituality, because I wanted real life. I wanted to know how do, how does, the energy, the intuition, the the guidance, how does that fit into my real life on a daily basis? And that yeah. I, I think I was five or six years old when I started questioning that. And that's young. They start questioning that, um, I feel, because most people don't actually, in my experience, question it until sometimes even leave home at times, actually leave the home environment to begin exploring that. And I think there can be a lot of confusion around spirituality versus the energy versus because there's so many different definitions um because my family has been in in the energy i want to say or working with the energy that was always something quite different to spirituality which i was also brought up in in a religious sense of what you're taught at school etc 
So it was only when I was seven onwards that those two worlds started to overlap and begin to communicate with one another. And then from then onwards, I think, you know, you begin to question and put one and one together to begin to understand how you actually feel about these different areas you've had exposure to. It's that questioning, I think, from that young age for me that I didn't understand so much around because I wasn't introduced to the energy part of it until much later, I'd say Mm. early 20s. Yeah. So I didn't really actually understand the energy part of it, but I was introduced to, you know, my own family background and what they were saying and what they were doing didn't match. And then what I was feeling on the inside was completely different than anything Mm. that I was experiencing in my world. And I think, you know, when we're born, we're given, and by others, the definition of what spirituality is and what we should or shouldn't explore. And it's only when we go through life that we begin to create our own definition by actually exploring and discovering and getting our own answers. But to do that, sometimes or often we have to leave home and start interacting with many different groups of different people and to get different exposure to different religions, different cultures, different people. And only then can we really begin to, I guess, question our own because we now have exposure to many different things. And so would that be similar to you, I guess, for when as an adult, I said you started to question it more because I know you said you were questioning it as a child anyway, but did that definitely progress it? Yes. That definitely progressed it. I had a couple events happen to me that even progressed it even further. I had exposure mm. to a few people that I remember thinking, well, wait a minute. They they don't talk about any of this stuff, yet I would consider them the most spiritual people I've ever met. And I was like, wait, I yeah. don't even know what that means, but I knew what it felt. The journey, I think, that, and and I'm asking, the journey that every one of us goes on is so uniquely personal that we don't have to actually define spirituality, but I think you and I want to explore some of the things that we've been taught and how that that plays out or doesn't play out in our growth. Yeah. Would that be correct? Yeah, no, I definitely would um, agree with that because... I guess throughout all these years and through many conversations at this stage of sitting here right now and talking to you in the simplest of terms, to me, spirituality is about feeling and understanding the wisdom and maturity that lies within you and only you in this present moment. Because I feel that often as we're on our spiritual journey, Life does bring up so many things in us. And as long as we're continuing to relearn and grow and change and get exposure, definitions also continue to change and evolve as well. Okay, I'm going to do the thing you hate. I'm going to ask you to repeat your definition again. (laughs) Can you repeat that? So at this moment in time, if I was to try to define spirituality It is about feeling and understanding the wisdom and maturity that lies within us and only us in this present moment in time. I feel like you've got a clause in there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I agree with all of it, except for that last little bit. I mean, I do agree with the last bit, but at this present moment in time, I think that's a huge part of what you've just said. 
in this present moment in time, we're able to accept a lot of things until life throws us something else that makes us question it all once again. And then that can completely redefine and change how we view a lot of things. And it can also happen very unexpectedly, as you know. Yes, I do. I think I the am present moment that. is the <laughs> kind of an important part of the statement. <laughs> yes, I kind of knew it was the important part of the statement. But so for so many people like myself, mm. who for years, I think if I had known that it was about understanding the feelings and the wisdom that I was gaining in each moment, I wouldn't mm. have put as much pressure on myself. Mm. Like I had a lot of pressure. And I felt so misunderstood, Gareth. Like I felt like I understood things that other people didn't understand, but I didn't have the ability to articulate it. And I didn't even know if it really mattered that I did or not. And I think this is actually the beauty of exploring spirituality because you only begin exploring anything when you feel there's a reason to explore something because there's something not adding up or something that you no longer agree with, even if you did agree with it, even days, weeks, months, years prior. And I feel as we go through and learn more about our lives, we begin questioning a lot more. So when we start questioning, why am I here? What makes me different from everyone else? You know, how can I move forward and create an impact in my life and in other people's? We begin asking those questions to um, ourselves onto other people because up until a certain point we know we've been made kind of a carbon copy of everyone else around us and we actually don't understand what our indi- individuality is anymore or we know what's in us but we don't know how to extract it and i think people turn to spirituality because often and again it depends but often because they know they're not getting the answers from the sources that they currently have so therefore they need to go and explore that a little bit further And that normally takes people on their journey of exploring many different types of spirituality, many different material, books, conversations. But the combination of the vast teachings of this world of spirituality will open up the equally vast and wonderful world within us. Regardless, and depending on where you are at that time in your life, you just have to be willing to explore it. And But even in the willingness to explore it, as we both know, can bring up a world of emotions within us as well which is also a huge part of it. I do agree with that. And I think I think in my experience and as what I think you've just said, we all get to a certain point. So I'm just trying to clarify. Yeah. We all get yeah. to a certain point in life where we start to question what we have been taught and what we've already experienced. And it's in that seeking that we yeah. go out and learn about all the different things. Correct? Yeah because we've extracted everything we possibly could have from the resources we had around us for that period of time. Mm-hmm. And I th- think sometimes people feel when they leave what they've always known that, you know, they feel they're running away, but that's not always the case. They're actually running towards themselves. Just that's not how it's taught to us. <laughs> that's a very interesting point. That's a very interesting point. And we don't always know that we are we're we're questioning and sometimes people think and i really want to ask you this sometimes people think myself for a long Mm. time yep i'm gonna get the answer Mm. the answer Mm. (laughs) there isn't an answer is there yes and no Um, because i think it does depend because 
you will get often an answer that will have you become aware of a different part of you or a different part of the world or a different part of the energy. So it is growing. But I think what we don't understand at times is that the things we grow into, we'd also grow out of. Yes, 100%. And that has been one of the biggest challenges of my life, Gareth, because, and and one of the biggest misunderstandings of my life, because I could easily say I spent my 20s thinking there was something really wrong with me because I would grow into something and grow out of it very quickly. And I just thought it made me even more of an oddball. And I think that's the importance of what you said in the beginning when you defined spirituality, the feeling and understanding and wisdom gaining in that present moment. And so as for that present moment, so the 25-year-old Kim had Mm. gained wisdom and understanding for the ability that she had to understand at 25 is different Mm. than the ability that she had to understand at 30 or 35, correct? Yep, correct. And I only think it's through exposure and reading and going out into the real world. What's amazing about nowadays is that we actually have more access to more information than we've ever had before, which is something to be incredibly grateful for. But when we, if anyone's actually starting to explore spirituality for the first time to get answers of the answers they would like at this moment in time in their life, because the search continues to change and evolve, as we talked about, the questions continue to change and evolve. Because with every answer you get, you have another question. So it actually never really, one answer is never going to be enough because it's always followed by another question. But through exposure, we begin to realize that, you know, spirituality isn't owned by any one person or religion or can be explained by any single philosophy. Living a spiritual life comes from exploring our own personal experiences and challenges and leaving no questions within ourselves unanswered. Okay, so what I want to ask you then is what we're calling practical spirituality is mm-hmm. is what you're saying really. The practical spirituality is not trying to find the answer, but trying to, or not even trying, but becoming aware that our journey is unique and that if we bring the focus back into us mm-hmm. and our wisdoms and our understandings of the moment, then we'll continue to evolve and to grow and even ask more questions. Exactly, because how can we understand our own spiritual journey if we don't question it enough to actually explore what we've been through already? Because we're asking for peace and happiness and contentment and all of these things for our future, but yet we refuse to look at our past. And it's all one spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's been understanding why spiritually we've been through certain experiences and when we begin to understand those experiences a little bit more you can begin to see a pattern of why certain experiences are unfolding in front of you now and there actually are connections between them but again this is all was all quite new information to me at the time when michael came through because at that stage I was beginning to question some of the spiritual understandings that are out there globally and through a lot of different materials or books. And But I was still very much in the, I guess, creating your own reality type of spirituality and actually ways that people use the energy. Yeah, or that's how people are, conti- are at the moment working with the energy, if you want to put it that way. If we're to actually talk about what we're going through or exploring on this podcast about practical spirituality, 
I think we look at these experiences very differently at this stage from a human level because of this exploration on a spiritual one. So when we look at our past experiences, and we all have them, but it's normally the negative ones, so to speak, that we just don't understand because we don't want to often explore them because of the negative thoughts, negative emotions associated with them. But what spiritual, practical spirituality is from the last number of years is about holding a safe space for ourselves in our own company by listening to our own internal thoughts and emotions, or even holding this space for another person to simply be themselves and express openly together. And this space can bring up a lot of realization and wisdoms for everyone involved of actually understanding to why these experiences needed to exist a part of this life. So I think uh, one of the things that I'm hearing you say is, you know, to hold the space for ourselves or to hold the space for another individual, but it's mm-hmm. also about having the willingness to be able to question. Yes. Rather than just blatantly, oh, here comes another pattern. Why does this always happen to me? Or, you know, why is God doing this to me? Or I don't have any luck. It's about what I'm hearing you say is about stopping and going, okay, so let's just hold the space and really start to explore what this is about. Yeah. But a big change in my understanding of what Michael had brought into my awareness and I know this is um, this information has already been out in the world because I don't really feel any information from Michael is brand new, so to speak, and never been heard before by anyone. It's more that, well, one, I'd never heard it in this way before. And maybe even if the information's out there, it's not publicized or it's not actually pushed out as much as um, other versions of spirituality. So a big change in my understanding from my own individual life and from different people I've worked with is understanding that before we even come here, a lot of our life is actually already planned out for us by ourselves on an energy sense before we actually come here to begin exploring that in the physical. And I remember that understanding bringing up so many emotions in me and I'm sure because, it's going to bring up a lot of emotions in a lot of other people. But what was even your experience, I guess, of beginning to process or hear that understanding? I can tell you quite honestly that I heard it as the divine design in my 20s. Yeah. And on some level, I could accept it. Yeah. But. I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that it was already all laid out. And so I thought, okay, maybe there's a blueprint and then I get to add or to subtract whatever that is. Mm -hmm. But there was still quite a bit of what I remember as talking to you and meeting with you three and a half years ago was when you said it, it was like a light bulb went off because I went, wait, I've heard that before. Yeah. But I dismissed it. Yeah, (laughs) which I feel many of us do to a lot of understandings at different times in our life because there's certain ones that we're not simply not meant to process at that time. And I remember beginning to process this and it being really difficult because then all of the books and material, everything I'd ever read about spirituality that I did agree with at a point suddenly was challenged and that foundations 
of what I learned spirituality to be, which I accepted for the most part, but there was parts of it at that time I didn't feel I had possibly the right to question because that was what spirituality is or was or been taught as. So all of a sudden I was questioning free will. I was questioning law of attraction. I was questioning a manifesting. And there's such a strong community out there who are incredibly protective, shall we say, of these understandings. So suddenly when Michael drops in a piece of information like this, it really does throw a spanner in the works in the sense of, wait, what does this mean in the sense of we're moving forward? I, I, I understand that for you. And also for me, when that first got proposed to me in my 20s, you have to remember I was recovering from addiction. And mm. I remember thinking, wait, are you, so you're saying that I asked to be an alcoholic and an addict, so you're saying that I asked to have all these mm. terrible traumas happen to me, so you're saying that I actually voluntarily signed up for that? And part of me was like, I can't accept that. I didn't have yeah. the emotional maturity. I didn't have the mental maturity. I certainly didn't have any spiritual maturity to accept that. It was like, mm -hmm. I, I can't accept that that is, that I, you know, because I'm thinking I, the personality, not I, the mm -hmm. spirit of who I am, the part yeah. of me that wanted to grow and evolve. But I think that's why at that young age, I had to dismiss it because it was... exactly. Felt too big. Fine. And yes, it does. It does challenge a lot of the communities that we know out there. Yeah. And so you've just bursted a lot of people's bubbles. So what are we going to do about that? <laughs> well, I think a uh, three and a half years of exploration, we might have some answers <laughs> along the way to hopefully assist because when we were exploring that more deeply together, um, it really did have a scratching our head at times because, as you said, there's a reality in this world that for a lot of us who are going through life, we've experienced a lot of traumas that bring up a lot in us and a lot of emotions, a lot of thoughts. And there's a huge part of it where it does feel that for a lot of it, we maybe will never be able to make sense of it. And then for anyone to say, you know, that was meant to happen or you chose that to happen, I think you can expect what the reaction would be to someone saying that, which I think is justified. Yeah, because it, uh, there was a lot of anger on my behalf and a lot of yeah. misunderstanding on my behalf and a lot of questioning. And so yeah. I think it was introduced to me in my 20s because it made me want to explore more. It made me question yeah. even more because I thought... This can't be right. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the bottom of it one way or another. And I think what we can explore as we do this and help yeah. other people understand is it feels so what's the point then? Yeah. Now for someone like me in my twenties to hear something like that when my war cry as an act was, well, what's the point? I might as well get wasted. What's yeah. the point? Nobody cares anyway. What's the point? It's all blah, 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 blah. Mm. So it was very dangerous for me at that point to hear it because it made me want to go, well, whatever. Mm. Why I didn't, I'm not sure, but it did make me want to explore more. And I think it's been in the three and a half years that you and I have been talking Mm. that has helped me understand the emotions behind all of that. And it's in those 
understanding, gaining that wisdom in that moment that you go, oh, that makes sense. And what's interesting to me the most, Gareth, is the very reason I ended up meeting you, you know, the person that I was working with, I remember when I met that person, there was a deep drop of understanding of, oh, now I understand why I've had so many of these experiences. Yeah. Because it allowed me to understand this other person in a completely different way. Yeah. I feel this way throughout this process of doing this podcast. We're going to be very honest in our experiences with these understandings because it's been undoubtedly challenging. And, but it's been equally as healing at the same time in a very strange way because there's been times where we have met people in our life who have been through very difficult times, very traumatic times, but yet when you meet them and they're very at peace with it and able to talk about it, there's a part of it where it does create a level of curiosity of how can someone be so at peace with something that's so terrible that happened. So there's always a curiosity for when someone is able to say to your face in the sense of this happened for a reason, there's a curiosity to want to know, well, if there is one, I want to know. But it also brings up a well of emotions as well um, that also need to be expressed, understood, which brings us, which we'll talk about in many different episodes uh, over the next while. But mm. spirit, the spiritual journey that you and I have come to know and to come to explore explores everything from mind, body, emotions, and soul. And I think that is where the past learnings that I had learned, you know, they talked about the mind or they talked about the soul or they talked about the nutrition and it was always separate at those times. And I struggled to put them all together where today I think I have a completely different understanding of that and how that evolved. And I think mm -hmm. it is about how we evolve into it in each moment yeah. that you were talking about. I feel we're not going to have the answer, shall we say, to everyone who listens to this particular podcast, because that's not the goal of why I guess we've come together to actually create the podcast, is to come together and to begin to, I guess, create some of the, some curiosity into these many different areas that you and I have both explored over the last three and a half years and more, so to speak, so that at least to allow people to begin to question maybe in ways they wouldn't have prior. Because I know from even in the last three and a half years of buying a lot of different spiritual books and continuing to explore these different areas, I often see the same thing said in a different way, which I know is obviously quite common in that regard. But I feel as that the things that you and I would say would be quite triggering to a lot of people. So it's when we've been most triggered that we've had sometimes the biggest and best insights of actually understanding who we are and why we're here. And so maybe maybe explain just a little bit then why that's so important that we get triggered and we have those emotional responses. Why, what does um, that have to do with our spirituality really? Because as a spiritual being, of course, as we had mentioned there briefly of mind, body, emotions, and soul, they all play such equal parts in our fundamental existence, but it doesn't mean 
that we've all had access to the information to understand and to value each of those parts and how they actually communicate with one another to make this particular existence what it is. And especially when it comes to emotions, well, when it comes to mind and emotions and each of the areas, we all have a tendency to have quite a tricky relationship with each of those areas because of a lot of different circumstances and how we were brought up and the exposure to information. It's only when we begin to admit that we are avoiding different areas of each of them and we are not questioning why and we don't understand some of those areas that it's only when we have the willingness to explore them that we actually begin to heal them, therefore heal ourselves. And then when we're healing ourselves, we begin to understand ourselves and why we're here so much more. But I think for the most part throughout this podcast and the many episodes that hopefully we'll produce is that part of the goal which I think we both agree upon which we probably wouldn't often admit outwardly is that we're still exploring the subjects ourselves in great detail and we're now deciding just to share and record and just share them with other people so I have no doubt many things we say that people will disagree with and won't want to listen to and as you and I have said before that's okay you know, because a huge part of it is that we're actually, myself and Kim's dynamic at this point is strangely about how can we trigger each other with understandings and actually get emotions up to understand our past, present, and to understand where this actually, these understandings will take us moving forward. And I think we've uh, got good at it in that regard. I, I would totally agree with that and say that, you know, not having an understanding prior to the importance of why the triggering actually brought me to a newer understanding of myself is mm. one of the most valuable gifts that I've learned, you know, mm. and of course we're still exploring the different aspects of spirituality and want to explore it with other people. Yep. But I think sharing what we have learned will be immensely helpful. Hopefully, because we're taking the complexities through our many experiences to hopefully simplify someone else's to actually allow them to expand and grow. And I would say that's one of the primary goals. Would Would you agree with that? I would 100% agree with that. And I think it's important to feel like, I think one of the, I'm trying to find the right words to what I want to say. I think mm -hmm. one of the greatest things for me in the relationship that we've built is being able to be 100% me, showing mm. up and you being able to hold that space for me regardless of what it was. Mm. And so that was always such a, has been, still is such a comfort to me because very rarely in my life have I had anybody that I can just show up 100%, whether mm. that's ecstatic and over the moon over some idea mm. that's, you know, far-fetched or falling into pieces over something I didn't understand yeah. or raging, <laughs> mm. as I like to do at times. But again, I think looking back, we can understand and look back at those moments with fond memories at times, now being able to understand why they happened or why they needed to exist as being human. Exactly. But also, Gareth, I think what I'm trying to say, and I, I think the importance of why we want to do this, at least for me, why I want to do this, is I want people to 
be able to grow and have that experience that I've had. Not that Mm -hmm. my personal experience, but have that space where they can come in and question and, Mm -hmm. you know, have the space to really explore this topic. Yeah. No, and I agree. And hopefully we're able to create that space for many people over the next while. So it's safe to say we're both looking forward to that journey. I think that's safe to say too. Thank you for being a part of it. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to explore these topics more with us, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash practical spirituality podcast. Not only will that help us keep producing these shows, but you'll also get advanced access to each new episode, the opportunity to ask questions directly of Gareth and I, input into what topics we will cover on the show, access to exclusive content not available anywhere else. See you over on Patreon. 